This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Like pizza. Pizza. pizza is bad, good, but it's pizza, so you don't still eat it. Warm it up when it's cold, eat it cold. So that's what women are like pizza? No, I'm saying. Y'all are like pizza. Y'all are pizza. Because we just have to be good. We're not ready. So we don't ready. We're not ready. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, Everybody, it's group text coming at you once again. This week, nothing different. She mixed this shit up. <laughs> I'm on the fly now. <laughs> We're gonna um, go through these messages that we've been receiving and how we. Uh... <laughs> I just drew a blank. <laughs> Well, a lot of y'all send us inboxes, and so we're going to answer some of y'all questions. Yeah, yeah we're going to have fun tonight, baby. We're having fun tonight. It's yeah. a different kind of show, so we tune in we as we get through fun. these. Let's go. Let's hey, everybody. It's Keisha Nicole, and like December mentioned, we're going to answer some questions from social media. We've got a few questions um, since we started in March, and so we're going to answer some of these questions that you all post to us. I think last week or the last time you all heard from us, we said that we were going to talk about anxiety. We decided to ditch that until next time. So this time we're kind of dedicating our show to all of our really participants, all our followers and listeners. So thank you all. This is for you. What up? This your boy Rob P. And you know, this is my favorite type of episode. Just no type of structure, <laughs> just a whole lot of chaos. I'm extra excited about this. I don't even know what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> showed up. <laughs> but I'm just here, baby. <laughs> it's JD. And I guess we kind of winging it a little bit tonight, which is should be kind of fun for us, you know. We're not winging it. <laughs> we are <laughs> two on this hit, and they're winging it. <laughs> and it's your girl, December Davis. That's it. So, um, the first question that we have, um, it was posed by, I think it came, someone inboxed us this question. So, December, JD, and Rod P, what do you, what do black people, or what do you think black people in America really want? This is a deep one. We starting off on the deep end. Oh shit! Now, this well, question make the cut. This is this is crazy because <laughs> it's crazy that that question was asked because I've seen a lot of people really up in arms about this reparation conversation, mm. and I think a lot of people, a lot of black people in general, really want this reparations to be a real conversation or really something that we give. I think that's so. Who wants to have this conversation? The elite ten percent or the rest of the black people? Well, I've seen a lot of the rest of the black people. Do they like like I don't know if they understand mm-hmm. the conversation, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people who have actually said that they've tailored their support of Bernie Sanders because he's against giving reparations. So they probably don't know. I'm not gonna say that. No, I'm not I'm not so quite I'm sure they here. fully understand what reparations mean. They probably just think it's money. Right. Period. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't know. I think no one is really ex- breaking it down to what it would mean in this day and age, but I, I think a lot of people are for it because it just seems like it's something we're getting that we deserve. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more so just like a, a just you see a headline and you go with the headline. Like I say, I'm it's honestly I was so surprised that I've seen so many people say that. Okay, well Bernie said I, he openly came out and said, "Well, I'm against reparations." And a lot of people said, okay, well, I supported Bernie previously, but since he said that, I'm no longer a supporter of him. And it's like, okay, well, what degree and, and what does he mean by he doesn't support reparations right. or what does reparations include and so on and so forth. I think that a lot of times us as black people, we we table the real issues and things that we really need to concentrate on and we go towards the bigger headlines. And so I think reparations is something that a lot of black people are saying they, they're all for, not knowing what it could mean or what it couldn't mean. 
I have no idea what they want. I know what I want <laughs> and my friends want. I mean, my whole thing about go get your own shit. It's like, why are you waiting for handouts and what black people in America want? They want what everybody else wants. I guess be treated equally. I, shit, I don't know. I have to worry about myself, my family, and my circle. I can't worry about everybody else. And that's that's part of the issue. Uh, that's fine. Not worrying about everybody as a whole, just yourself. I mean, I don't have to. That's because community is gone out of out of. Yeah, the whole thing about it, you, you help people as much as you want, but if they're not helping themselves, then why you keep doing it? Because it's it's just so much deeper than that. That's just superficial. Like oh. it's so many systematic things that's in play. It's so many people that's apathetic because of their surroundings and just because they don't know anything better. But I mean, it's shit out there where you can go research and find how. But, to get but if I don't know how to research, then what I'm supposed to do? Okay, then if I, I don't know, I'm doing wrong. Right. Well, see, this is the problem that I have with that. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, that's no longer an excuse. Right. Because the same energy that you put into the shade room, Instagram, Facebook. But we do know Detroit is like the internet desert. Like, people don't have access to the internet in Detroit. But see, I don't know if that's... But see, that's the thing. I don't know if that's completely true. I think that... I think one thing is a black person. Now, you have to really sit up and say, what is it that you want to do or what is it that you don't want to do? There's no... We no longer live in a day and age. Like, literally... Every corner you go on, up until this point, you could get a free-ass Obama phone. And those free-ass phones gave you internet access. Like, literally, my son goes to school where they gave him a free cell phone mm-hmm. because there was a lack of internet in all households. And they told him, use this phone as a hotspot so that you can get on the internet. So at what point do we keep saying, oh, we don't have, oh, we don't know, and say, hey, it's available, but we're choosing to use it for something else. I got about 5,000 Facebook friends who are very much active on Facebook talking about sports, love and hip-hop, and bullshit. Whereas at the same time, there's YouTube that tells you about investing. It tells you about everything you want to know. No one looks at that. So are we blaming that or are we just saying that I'm not interested in it? I'm always a soul believer. I said that, listen. I don't believe that we're unhealthy because they want us to be unhealthy. I believe we're unhealthy because we make a choice. If, the, if Whole Foods felt like Kanye. in the, the neighborhood there was money to be made in the neighborhoods, right. there would be a Whole Foods in the neighborhoods. Well, but because they know that niggas not going to Whole Foods. Niggas going to KFC, the local corner store, to get what we really want. There's the, that, that's the choice that we have to... We have to at some point stop saying, hey, oh... It's not available. Oh, we don't have the information. Do you, do you know why there's no drive throughs in West Bloomfield? Because they don't want them in West Bloomfield. Because they put ordinance together. It, to say. Exactly. But if we don't we use it. We can do that too. But it ain't even about the ordinance though. We keep asking for someone else. If we just don't use it, it won't be here. But it's easier to go get something off the dollar menu than go to the market. It's not really. It's what you think is easy. It is, and I'm a cooker. No, it's, I'm saying it's what you believe is easy. Like I said, it's like I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what, I take, I, I'm happy about paying bills. Mm-hmm. Whereas the next person would think a bill is a problem. It's your mindset. It's what you choose to do. It's, it, it's no, we're no longer in age. Like I, I expect much out of my children. You know why? My children have phones where I had to walk to the library. Right. I had to open up a dictionary. I had to get an encyclopedia. I had to go through the car catalog. I had to go through a car catalog. <laughs> they don't have that no more. You know right. what my son does for his workbooks? Google. He downloads them on his cell phone, mm-hmm. and he goes through his cell phone and does his work. I didn't have that. So at what point do we stop saying, hey, yo, we don't have blah, 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 and start saying we're just choosing not to look. Not to look. I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of both. You can't go looking if you don't know what you're looking for. That's why you ask questions. Let me tell you. I've seen, what and we've told people. But then when you tell people, the first thing they say to you is that, oh, no, I don't, want, I don't care. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to talk about that. Mm. So now what? Then, oh, then it's on them. But they that's, that's the majority. Out. Because the people who want to know, look. Those that don't want to know, don't care. And if you bring it to them, they'll that's look at you. because they're apathetic. But that's, whose fault is that, though? Like, I, I get it. At some December, point. December, what do you think black people want? <laughs> I think black people want to be treated equal. Um, I think black people want their piece of the pie. 
I, I think some black people are feeling like they're entitled to some things. So I guess leaning towards what Rob P is saying, um, um, they're, they're feeling entitled. So they're not going out to get what's there, what is available to them. Although I do agree with you too. Um, I just, I just, that's all I know. Like that's all I could think of that they would want. Yeah, I think to me, it's just like people just standing here waiting for people to hand them something. If yeah. you want something, go get it. Period. Mm-hmm. That's just life. If you need to know something, go ask questions. You can go in the library and ask the librarian anything. But I, I think the problem is, like Keisha Nicole says, though, there, there was a system set up in place to keep us from getting to all of that stuff. Yes. And, it, and it's embedded in us. And yeah, but if, if we want, don't know the right questions to ask, we can't ask the a, questions. But you have a general idea of what it is that you want. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, we can take the stock market, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I know a million and one people who, if you present it to them, they say, I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, under, that's cool. No big issue. Right. But when you present to them where to find the information and what to look for, and you go back to them and ask them that they look, they'd be like, oh, no, I didn't have time to do that. Right. I get that. So it's like, like just we literally live in an age where there's so much information where it can be overload with information. Whereas if a person decided that they did want to learn something mm-hmm. and they didn't learn it, you really got to look at them and say, that was your choice not to learn that. Now, children is a different thing because, you know, children still have to be guided. And if they go into school and they're not learning. But as an adult, if you wake up one morning and say, hey, I want to learn about this. And you spend most of your time on YouTube watching music videos. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the help video. There you go. That's all I'm saying. It's like, we don't, we don't have that no more. Like, we don't have the, the they said the, the, the easiest way to keep something from a black person was to put it in a book. Mm. That is absolutely correct. But now you don't need to look in a book to learn things. You can listen. You can listen. Like, they got podcasts for everything. They got videos for everything. But ours is the only one that matters. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't <laughs> group text. It's the only one you should. So to. I'm going to answer the question, and um, it's always awesome to be able to debate these type of topics with your friends because you get to see their point of view. Um, shit. You just said you wasn't talking to Keisha Nicole. You didn't say you weren't answering questions. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, um, for me to answer the question, what do black people in America really want? I think it goes down to the basic need. If we look, think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people just want to belong. And I think since um, we were brought to this country and first we were not even classified as people and then three-fifths of a person, I just think it's just like embedded in us and we just want to belong, whatever that looks like. You know, it can look like reparations. It can look like um, having access to everything that other people have access to. Um, I also believe like, and that's why we have all these like subcultures, right? In communities, not just African-American communities, but in all other communities, because people have this innate desire to belong to something. So that's where you get um, gangs. That's where you get um, other types of organizations and things of that sort, just because people want to belong to something. So I think it's just basic, just, just pure Basic, the basic fundamental need of humans is the need to belong. So I think that's what black people want. I can agree with that. So thank you all for that lively debate <laughs> about. Fuck with, fuck with niggas, one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the question was black people, not niggas. <laughs> so if we said what niggas want, then that would have been a whole different. Hennessy and weed. Hennessy and weed. That's why don't nobody celebrate our holidays. Our shit should be tea like tea and tacos, tequila and tacos. It should be Hennessy and weed. <laughs> I'm not celebrating. Every, every, that. every culture would be celebrating that shit. I don't drink Hennessy. We be, nor be turned smoke up weed. in the streets, <laughs> rocking black, green, and uh, red. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Y'all better come out for June Juneteenth. I ain't. Nigga, playing. if it ain't a Hennessy and weed holiday, I ain't coming nowhere. <laughs> you was just Nigga. Alpha Cinco and Demario because it was tequila and tacos. Actually. To be, ex- to be exact, margaritas and tacos. <laughs> it has tequila in it. Exactly. <laughs> Niggas. That was fun. 
So the next question is, and this is kind of serious too, but my co-host may make this question not serious, exactly. knowing them. Yeah, we had one serious one. Um, we done. We done <laughs> with the serious <laughs> for today. Yeah, right. Back I, to I'm the shenanigans. I'm, sh- I'm shopping anxiety. for sunglasses right now. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you all think a relationship changes after pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? What the what? Wait a minute. What kind of fucking question is this? Okay, so my theory is, and 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 I thought about this extensively over the course of two children, right? (laughs) (laughs) My theory was this. It was like when you get into a relationship, it's you and that person. You know, and I think this is just kids in general. I don't even just say pregnancy. It's you and that person, and and and, and there's certain things you expect from that person. It's the time, the attention, the love, and the affection that you get. A lot of times, when the pregnancy comes into the child, it no longer becomes. It, it's no longer about you and you and that person at all. It becomes more about that kid. So now everything you're doing is about her well-being and the development of that child and the way you move. And it's even about certain people are afraid to have sex in a certain degree because they're afraid that it might hurt the kid or whatever the case may be. During pregnancy. Yeah, during pregnancy. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of people have different, they don't know the truths, but it's just, you know, what you hear and shit. Mm-hmm. So I believe a lot of times that that child changes the dynamic. Even as a person who has a child past the pregnancy, you're all of us who have kids, have you have to acknowledge that your life has changed drastically from the time that you was without child to the time that you with child. Even if it was just that you have to move differently. Like for me, if I didn't have kids, I would have been out of this bitch. I'd be in Miami on the beach. Fuck it. Blowing money on shit that I ain't got no business blowing money on. But now with children, I have to be like, oh, such and such needs this. I still gang bang and sell drugs. (laughs) I still do what I want to do too. Really? Yeah. Okay, you full of shit because you was a full soccer, yeah. football, uh, pal mom, wrestling, uh, driving to out of state to go. So cut that On shit. On top up. of being there for all our kids. Right. So, <laughs> this thing is so full of shit. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so that's all I got So to I want to say something. I, I agree. And it's not, I don't think it's necessarily just um, with like your your partner either because I think when you're close to people and you have kids, that relationship could change too. Like, and so I always wanted to keep my kid out of my serious relationships. <laughs> I don't think I ever had this problem. Maybe I've just messed with some freaky chicks. <laughs> the only time who, I, the only, can somebody turn their phone off? The only time somebody, somebody you know who the fuck his phone went off. You, <laughs> it's plural. I was trying to be funny. It's been two phones going off. That's plural. Somebody's. Oh, Jay, turn oh, your phone did. Mine don't vibrate already. Could you tell whoever that is that you recorded? Um, Shopify, I'm recording. You got to stop sending me alerts. I'm sorry. That's Shopify. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a high time. So a lot of people ordering groceries right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think my relationships changed after pregnancy too much. I, I mean, my life did. But like, far as the relationship with the person I had the child with, um. I don't remember it changing much. I mean, after six weeks was up, hey, we was back to it. So, oh my god, I can't hear. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how that would change. Damn, it's prime time already. Yeah. You done, Jay? Okay. Yeah, I'm Can done. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think these headphones are okay. No, you can't hear yourself. <laughs> Only one is working. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's awesome. I think uh, pregnancy changes things. Um, For me, my own personal experience, I grew up a lot. (laughs) I'm still me, the same me, whatever. But um, so me and my kid's dad, we used to hang out and do irresponsible shit. (laughs) And um, (laughs) once I got pregnant and certainly after I had the baby, like somebody had to grow up. I thought we both would have, but I took that (laughs) wrong. (laughs) And so things changed. And it is because of, like all of you guys said, you know, it's just responsibility came. And, you know, now I'm constantly worried about her well-being. And that's all really that's been mattering to me. Put the fun on hold. I still was being reckless. (laughs) I wasn't being reckless. But I see, I know a lot of guys that say that they feel. Left out. Left out, yeah. Yeah, he said that. If you feel left out because the mom in that child, that relationship is. 
that's the relationship, you know? And, and it, like I said, even for me, it was just like this. If it's me and her, who's going to watch the kid? No, seriously. Right. So if me and her want a night out, and we've extinguished all of the other friends and family that could watch the child. So either she has to stay in and watch the child while I go out and get a peace of mind, or I have to stay in and watch the child while she goes out and get a peace of mind. Because you really can't make people watch your kid as much as you might want to. You know, so the dynamic, it, it changes. Like, it really, it changes. Mm-hmm. And then if you go out while she's pregnant, you still kind of can't because you don't know, you know, what she, what could happen to her during the pregnancy. You know, so I, I don't know. Like, for me, it, it changed. I had to slightly grow up. Um, my perspective is that I think people aren't having those, like, grown-up conversations before the pregnancy occurs. Like, what, 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 what would our relationship be like if this was to happen? When, when I got pregnant with Jay, I don't, our relationship didn't change at all I think it probably brought us a little bit closer well him closer I don't know (laughs) it It was just different it was it was different but it kind of like the further along I got in my pregnancy the more withdrawn I got from the relationship I was just like progressively you know withdrawn from the relationship but why I'll tell you after this. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't hear that. Yeah, why not? You don't care about that nigga? I care her. about my kid. Her, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that makes sense. But I think um, <clears throat> it changes because <clears throat> not having those those conversations. Like, I was in situations before, and those conversations never came up. And I can see, like, if I was to end up pregnant, then... That would have changed the dynamic of our relationship. So, what? I'm not, boy. What? No, this ain't got nothing to do with what he's about to talk about. So I ain't saying nothing. Was, this is something I got to tell December. What? Uber about to do their IPO, bro. Oh, because I was about. To, I thought you was about to say something. Then no, I was going. I ain't got nothing to do with. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Something to do with me and me in December, bro. Uber about to do that because I could say initial something. public offering, yo. Okay. So we gonna have to get um, some. We gonna have to get some of that Uber stock. You know? we, yeah, because we yeah because we uh, we missed the lift. So, okay, we can. I just thought about that. Talk my about bad. that. Well, you was done talking. What's next? No, we don't. No, let's let's keep talking about this. I, I don't have nothing else to oh, say. Oh, no, I do. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. So my relationship didn't fall off until really after she was she was born. He was great through the pregnancy. Now, the only thing that happened with me, unfortunately, is that France distanced themselves once I had my first child. And I, I didn't really understand what, what that was. But, you know, hey. Yes, this friend did. Shit happens. Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> this, this friend absolutely this, did. Shit, you know, shit happens. Hey, I don't. Shit happens. I, I didn't understand that one, but you know, hey. this friend absolutely did. So, per, so friendships outside of the actual mom and dad relationship. Yeah, yeah. The dynamic crazy. changed. Yep. This nigga was happy though. This motherfucker was so happy. He was ecstatic. Yeah, that yeah. nigga was so happy when Devin. I couldn't was, wait to that nigga was so happy when Devin was born. Yeah. But you know, because Jerry had had his kid, and we had celebrated Jameer. I mean, J- Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like this was straight. We like we had did a lot of things with Jeremy. So when I finally had mine, that nigga was like, like yeah, Darcy, Darcy. Darcy. <laughs> like y'all turned. Did our kids the same you know, age? Sixteen year olds. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Bart, yeah. So that's that's true. I think Jerry was like, yes, like, hell yeah. Get a yeah, I remember we was taking what's night to the the, 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 the oh, oldest. <laughs> we take this nigga to the auto show. He'd be pushing people out the way and shit. <laughs> yeah, I told him like he like put him down. I'm like, dog, I'm telling you, <laughs> put him down. Awesome. It' gonna be a problem. Set him, yeah. pew, just gone. The kid was yeah. a ball of fucking energy. But yeah, my all my relationships stayed the same after the kids. Yeah, my friends. Well, during the pregnancy, I mean, after the kids start getting old, you know, relationships deteriorate sometimes. Anyway, so I don't think it had nothing to do with the kid. It's just us being. But no, throughout the course, like I said, I don't. I just think like for men, mine, it was just the fact that we no longer had us time. It was more so you got to be with the kids or I got to be with the kids. You know what I'm saying? And I think that put a toll on it. Yeah. And not to say that it wouldn't have deteriorated on its own. Right, you know, right, right, right. But I just know that yeah, in that scope. It's going to burn anyway. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I, I think that people 
where relationships actually turn out for the worse, I, I think that it probably wasn't the pregnancy or the kid. Yeah, it was probably gonna. Yeah, going that route <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah. yeah, I actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had my I had all my kids with me too, though. So I, I didn't just, care. I didn't. I didn't care about going out. I, I mean, if I wanted to go out, I went out anyway. The kid just kind of pushed it along faster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. So the next question we have is, or somebody else want to ask a question from? No, social? you got all the questions. I don't have all of them. Mm-hmm. I got one. Um, someone text to us. Well, she she wanted to know, how do you respond to, um, I guess she's she's attractive or whatever, but her question is... (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I don't even know if it's a lady, so maybe we shouldn't even say that. You think... (laughs) Go ahead. I can't. The question is, how would you suggest a woman... So I guess maybe it is a lady. How would you suggest a woman respond to excessive flirting with just about... Every man she comes in contact with. Although it could be because someone, yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, if he asking this question, he's gay. Number one. Why is he gay? He because wanted, if you don't want motherfuckers looking and flirting with your girl, yeah, I don't know what the fuck to like tell you. Maybe that's not the problem. She's not responding <laughs> appropriately. Well, well he, he, needs to to, he needs to talk to her. Well, that's, that's not the question. Well, maybe he he talked to her and nah. she was like, she don't get it. So he like, well, I'm going to ask the podcast. No, he's not asking us what to do if your girl is responding to all the niggas that's flirting with her. He said, how would like, you suggest we need, a woman You need respond. to leave her. <laughs> don't necessarily mean that this is a woman texting. How would you suggest a woman respond to excessive flirting with just about every man she come in contact with? Therapists, contractors, garage guys, <laughs> students, cashiers, docs, other folk, men, etc. I think sometimes as women, not me because be I'm so naive. It, I think it might be a man too. I think so. Yeah. Um, sometimes not me because I'm naive. I don't really be understanding if people are flirting or not. Like I'm like, huh? Like. <laughs> but I think sometimes women may confuse a, a gentleman, a guy being gentlemanly. As flirting, like if I say hello to you, that doesn't necessarily mean I want to get with you, right? Or if I say you look nice today, that doesn't necessarily. But I'm not a man, so if you say hello to, listen, if you say hello to me, if you look at me, you trying to fuck. I'm saying if you say hello to a, a girl, if she say it back, she trying to fuck. I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying if you say hello to, a, if she say it back, she trying to fuck. No, can, you, can I ask my question before you respond? Okay, but she trying to fuck. <laughs> so whatever you about to ask, JD, I'm you know. JD, if you say hello to a woman <laughs> oh, that you don't know, does that mean you're flirting with her? Not necessarily. Okay, thank you. No. Nah. <laughs> okay, so Keisha Nicole, flip the script though. Mm-hmm. Let's say this is a man. Mm-hmm. How how would you tell him to respond to his girl? Oh, how, what would you tell him to suggest to his girl to handle this? I think he needs. I mean, if he doesn't trust her, then that's his issue. Mm-hmm. And I mean. You, I, I I don't I don't like to deal with men like that. Like that seems so petty to me. If that's your girl, that's your girl. And you should feel like that's your girl. Like mm-hmm. forget them. Like me, you should be happy. Men is attracted to her. But if they being you know disrespectful, Ooh, yeah, yeah. then that's a different thing. Because I didn't I didn't have some guys just being kind of just flat out rude, nasty, and not nasty, but like they they've seen me with like the person I'm with. Oh. And maybe we've had a relationship in the past, and they'll do, like, stuff that's... Slick shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just me and being me in that part. But, no, I, uh, I like I like having a nice-looking woman dudes flirting with her. If, if, if dudes outside cats ain't flirting with your girl, your girl don't like shit. <gasps> so how would you expect your woman to respond? I don't care how she responds. You don't care? I know where she's going to be at at the end of the night. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not insecure like that. I actually that's had a I dude do that to me uh, with the young one I had back in the day. Uh, that's the cop now. Mm-hmm. We walk into the store and shit. This dude walk up on us. I'm like, yeah, how much for her? I'm like, nigga, How what? much for her? Yeah. I can't I'm like, nigga. And she's standing right there. She'll be like, nigga, we'll fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, nah. So now that shit like that, that's just blatant disrespect. Then he tried to, oh, no. Nah, nah, fuck all that, nigga. Right. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I haven't had, like, previously, probably in the past, I would probably have men that would be disrespectful for the most part. But once I start working out and I put a little oh, bit of here we go, <laughs> put a little bit of muscle on niggas. Mm-hmm. Niggas is kind of 
go around. <laughs> <laughs> like, they might slide in the DM, but they're not going to do it. Why? But I'm I'm there. right there. They like, no, nah, nah, I'm okay. I don't fuck with this thing. But no, nah, <laughs> I don't, listen, I don't give a fuck about that flirting shit. I, I only care about how you respond. So that's what the, yeah. that's the question. Yeah, so I don't how? give a fuck about how, like, if you, you need to, first off, I need you to acknowledge that niggas is flirting with you. I need you to assume that every time a nigga says, that he want to fuck you. <laughs> if you don't assume that, we got a prop. I don't assume I don't that. Assume because y'all stupid. <laughs> Ain't no nigga want to just be your friend. It ain't Let even me about that. What if I'm at the grocery store? Hey, how you he doing? He wants Let to fuck you. JD wants to be that. our friend. You want to be our friend? No, because we know y'all. I'm not going out of my way just to speak to you if I see you out in public. If a nigga you ain't never had a conversation with and you see this nigga in the market and he walk, hey, let me go out the door for you. That means, hey, I want to fuck really? you. <gasps> yes. Good niggas I don't pay. Well, now, in that case, Y'all are stupid, said, yeah, though. I'm because, be listen, let me explain something like, to you. Hey. Listen, listen this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody has or no one's going out of their way to do something for someone they don't find attractive. That's the world That's we true. live in. Yeah. I do that I'm shit not for old white ladies. Like y'all women, though. Y'all yeah. keep looking from uh, a woman's perspective. I'm not opening the door for an ugly girl. Really? Bitch, open the door on your own. You're ugly. And hold that shit for me, too. It, <laughs> depends on how good her body is. No, no, that, yeah. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, most men that are being nice or... I've, I've actually heard women say this. They've been pumping gas. Mm-hmm. And the nigga will watch them pump gas, and then at the end of him pumping gas, he will come and try to get her. Nigga. And when they do that, I say, "You ain't even offered to pump my gas." That's exactly. what I say. But he's still the whole time watching her, like I'm trying mm-hmm. to get your number. I want to fuck ain't you. Trying too hard. He let me. But but then you know what I'm saying? It's still most men not just coming up to be your friend unless he don't like women. I and and, and so if, if me and you are dating, right? And if I find you attractive, right, in some capacity, whether. You think you're attractive? Just believe that because I find you attractive, other niggas is finding you attractive too. Okay? So you have to believe that any nigga comes to you, he's trying to fuck with you. Really? Yes. And if you come to me and say, oh, no, I've heard this shit so much, this shit irritated me. And then later on, the nigga shoot that shot and he'd be like, oh, yeah, you yeah, was right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah, he tried. I'm like, bitch, I told you from the beginning. The nigga trying to fuck. Oh, no, he's just my friend. He doesn't care. Well, get, this saddens me because I done missed out on a lot of niggas. I'm like, get naked in front of that nigga and see how much of just a friend I he mean, is. That's naked. No, it's not. That's temptation. Because if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. It's some motherfuckers who literally I don't fuck with. If they got naked in front of me, I'd be like, ha hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I go out of, out of my way to do something, like running that, and trying that's to That's what I'm door, saying. But if I'm just casually saying hello, I'm not trying to. I won't even speak to you. If I'm coming through the door and I don't find you attractive, I'll open the door for you and I'll keep going my way. So you at the grocery store, you lock eyes with I'm only trying woman. to have sex with her. <laughs> if I even look, look up and acknowledge you, I want to have sex with you. If I don't, I'm not going not gonna to waste my gaze. <laughs> this conversation is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my gaze. What am I gonna waste my gaze for? What the fuck? The engineers. What you tell me? I don't know what world they're living in. Niggas okay. don't just do shit to be doing it. Niggas trying to hit that box. I know you probably missed a lot of advances. <laughs> Intentionally. You too. <laughs> niggas, niggas ain't just, niggas ain't nice. What the fuck? Oh, man. My bad, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm letting too many other secrets out. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one. I got a Show. question. Uh, say, uh, why are men intimidated by women that have their shit together and Ain't know the what fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that. That's some bullshit. Bitch, ain't nobody intimidated by you. Read this question again. Let me make sure I got you. Why are men intimidated by a oh. woman that has her shit together and know what she wants? First off, you not you don't have your shit together. <laughs> no one. And niggas ain't intimidated by that. Some niggas you, are. I'm no, about no, niggas not intimidated most, by that shit. Most women that men think have they shit together do not, do not I, have I, their I, shit I, together. It's a it look, it look good. It look good. But you get to know them, you like, you peel Damn. that on your back, you be like, damn, Your bitch. life is chaotic as hell. <sighs> I ain't got my shit together. And niggas, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know no nigga for real that's intimidated by the shit. I think it, it, the intimidation comes from the attitude. 
Like, if you have an attitude or if you expect certain shit, like, if you feel like you got your shit together and you really don't, because a lot of people be in denial. Mm-hmm. And so if you present that to someone, they're going to look at you like, yo, you you expecting shit from, from mm-hmm. me that you're not giving yourself. Right. So, you, you good over here? I don't think so. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You can't hear yourself? I can't hear y'all. Yeah, all type of technical in. difficulties here today. I'm plugged in. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And, and, and then another question: What is having your shit together? What is that? What is? I don't know. What is considered having your shit together? <laughs> she, she, I guess working, working, working at Family Dollar. <laughs> 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 she take her kids to school every day. <laughs> she got one baby daddy, so she got, shit shit she got her shit together. She got her shit together. Look, fuck? that one baby daddy alone—that means she got her, her shit, shit together. together. And, and let me tell you why this is some bullshit. She got groceries in the house. This is why this is some bullshit. Because most men don't really care what the woman has going on. Most men are not going into a relationship worrying about where you work, what you do. If you're attractive, or he finds you attractive. He will work with all that other bullshit. Like we, like I don't know where we got this this myth that black men are asking our women to have master's degrees and and these badass bodies. Like because we're not. Look at niggas, baby mamas. <laughs> <laughs> niggas is okay with. I'm a baby mama. <laughs> Okay, and <laughs> niggas is not asking for this um, this this abundance of amazingness. So if you come into a situation and you saying, okay, this is what I have to offer, and I want you to at least match what I have to offer, that's cool. But a lot of women don't ask the man to have what they have. They want him to have more, more than what they have, and that's where it becomes unfair. But it's cool back in the day when that was the dynamic of most households. Back in the day, it was the man was supposed to support the household and pay all the bills. But now, that's not the dynamic. Like It's not? No, man, motherfucker. Ain't, nobody, ain't no man paying all the bills in the house no more. Women are working and starting businesses and, and doing what they do. My brother-in-law does. Really? All the, my uncle does. Actually, all the men in my family. But, your, but that's because he chooses to because what's her name? Work and make money. No, oh, my sister works in, in. But that's what I'm saying. He chooses to make more. that. Mm-hmm. If he if he said, "Yo, I can't no more," she's fully capable. Well, yeah. But but most beforehand, it wouldn't have been none of that. It'd have been like, "Oh, we fucked." <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I don't believe like that whole. Oh, I got my shit together, niggas. And niggas just don't want to deal with certain attitudes. That's all it is. So they is. put it off on... I think the women put it off on it. Oh, he's like intimidated. That, because it's, it's like this. I've had situations in my life <laughs> where a woman threw herself at me and I didn't take it. And she said I was gay. <laughs> I've said that before, too. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like now, now, anyone who knows me knows right. that I'm not that. Right. I just didn't, I didn't, didn't want that. So in her mind, for her so to process... So she was serious? Like, yeah, I said it as a joke. Like, no, that she, nigga gay. No, she was serious. <laughs> I would say that too. Like, he don't want me. Oh, she he would, got See them? See what I'm saying? Right, right, she right. was serious instead of thinking like, well, maybe yeah. I, he's just not attracted to, to me. me. Maybe it's something My about me. My ego too big. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That, that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Women have huge egos. And they're not accepting that you don't want them if they no, shoot that shot. So for her, it's like, yeah, you niggas, y'all can't handle a strong black woman. It's like, no, baby girl, we just can't handle you. That ain't nothing about. I, I want a woman to have her shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if even if I choose to say, hey, baby, put your money back up, it's dope that you offer. Right. I want to know that you can. Well, I'm going to say, no, I don't want it. But I, I want y'all to respond like Robbie just said. I'm going to offer, but y'all give me my shit back. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to accept you paying for it unless we in a full-blown relationship. Like, we just go out and you said, I got it. I'm like, no, you good, but thanks for offering it. And that's a check in my head. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, she'll pay. But if we if we rocking, then no, oh, bitch, you got to pay for this dick. Now, if, if I say I'm going to pay. Oh, no, I'm taking we yours. Are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm taking yours, too. Fuck what y'all talking about. I'm taking all y'all. Y'all got to pay for this friendship. You don't want December to pay. I'm like, give me December, Robbie. What you say, Jay? You don't want December to pay for your meal. <laughs> right, like our friendship is over. Right, Nigga, like, listen, right. I'm okay. <laughs> if, if I get a steak and it's the end of the friendship, sign me up. <laughs> no, I got this, Robbie. I'm, I'm sorry. I got it. Like, 
Okay. Yeah, JD, uh, I got this shit. You save your no money word. for your biatch. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Talk about niggas is intimidated. <laughs> if you meet a man that's genuinely intimidated by you having it together, then where are you meeting men at? <laughs> well, so okay, so there's what there was this one situation where this dude, um, I guess he didn't have his stuff together, like at all. And he did tell his homeboy that he was kind of intimidated by me. Well, he gay. That's, that's what I said. He gay. Yeah, that's his shit. No, I'm just kidding. Was you throwing it in his face? Come on now. Well, I'm right. asking because, I mean, December I know not. No. Right. Hell no. But, you know, December I know to the December that's in a relationship might completely be yeah, different. No, so, I'm like, yeah, let women. me go on and drop down this jeans and, and so, on and these that's, shoes. That's why I'm saying it's about you now. The whole thing about self-esteem is yeah. a big thing. So a lot of people already in their head like, mm, I, I don't deserve this. Yeah, okay, thank you. Right. Girl, but, but that's what he told his homeboy that he huh. was kind of intimidated by me. And I'm like, I asked his homeboy, he was like, shit, I don't know. Well, that nigga needed to figure out what he was good at. So he should have thrown some good dick at you or gave you some head or something where he can be in control. Like, well, I, you make the money and I'm good in the bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> shit. If that's the problem, shit, find what you good at. But I mean, I don't even know what it what it was. Like, <laughs> you didn't know nigga, what he I did. wear sweatpants and t-shirts. Like, <laughs> come on now. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm so simple. I like, think people overthink shit. Red Robin is my favorite restaurant. Like, Red Robin. <laughs> um, I used to love for records. They had like the ostrich burger. Oh, my. So, um, <laughs> next question. No, wait. He didn't. Did JD answer? Did you, did you answer? Yeah. We just had a whole 30 minute we conversation went around. about No, that was me in December. <laughs> so, how do you deal with past hurt and move forward? Oh, shit. Um, it depends. I don't think I have any past These niggas acting like they ain't never been hurt. No, I've been hurt. But like I said, it depends on the hurt. Like, because I'm, I, I hold grudges. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Right. Can you tell us something new? Oh, shit, I hold grudges. So I don't know if, if, if I get over it ever. Like, you, you hurt me. I'm just waiting to pay you back. It's just going to happen. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Now, it might be a subtle payback, like, oh, bitch, I'm boss now, and you missed out. Or it might be I literally pay you back. Mm-hmm. Either way you slice it, though, I'm going to get back at you. Oh, my God. So that's how I handle That's passer. how you handle your password. That's how I handle password. I detach you. Maybe I should take really some fast. lessons. Yeah, <laughs> so... I can't think of a past hurt. Mm-hmm. JD, I can't hear you in my headphones. Can y'all hear you? Y'all can hear me. Yeah. Like no, I can't I, hear I, you. You're not in my headphones. Oh. Is my mic on? I yeah, can hear me. There you go. Okay. Yeah, as far as... I, I can't think of nothing. Because <laughs> I detach from emotions really quick. So... I don't think he is. Can, can you pick him Do up? Do you hear him? him? Do you, you hear, hear him? him? Yeah. Okay, now try. Testing. Okay. Nah, I can nah, hear you. Oh, there you go. Okay. He was sabotaging you. No, that's fine. <laughs> he all giving a thumbs up, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this nigga Jerry, go, JD, gonna be missing from the whole podcast. That's because our engineer over there watching Game of Thrones and not engineering. Uh-oh. No, he actually paying attention when I talk. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Well, he about to say, huh? Right. For <laughs> <laughs> that damn bell. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Pass hurts. I don't have any. You do. You don't have any. Come on. Not for like no relationships. It don't. This don't necessarily have relationships. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I suppress. I'm a suppressor. You know. Oh, I I ain't gonna be around you when all that shit come out. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're fat. That's that's right. That's why you're nigga fat. Yeah. All that shit coming out. I suppress you because I don't like crying. Because I just don't. It's just something about it. And when I do, I kind of cut that shit off immediately because I can't focus or function when I cry. So I just well, suppress it's about it. cleansing. Fuck all that. <laughs> I just let that shit go away on its own, <laughs> or go work out a jump rope, or go for a walk, mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Okay, so exercise and working out. Yeah, but I first, yeah, that's how I deal with. It, I guess I you gonna be missing out. from the whole podcast. I just want you to know right now. That's fine. That's okay. I ain't saying nothing important. <laughs> I, I can't hear. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't. Wait, might just be your headphones. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking hear you and shit. I can hear me. No, nah, I cannot. I cannot. I can't hear me. What's going on with this shit? I can't right? hear him. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna damn thing. <laughs> no, we, we was about to ask, can you hear him? Right. 
Okay, you can. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I'm done anyway. So mm-hmm. go ahead, December. So the way I deal with passwords is I have to examine first. First of all, I have to make sure I've done everything that I can do in that situation. So if, if I can walk away saying, look, I tried everything, then I'm good. And um, so, yeah, it's like a self-examination type of thing. Once I see that I hit all my check marks, I'm good. <laughs> so for me, if someone hurts my feelings or I'm hurt, I'm like, that's it. Like, I'm just on 10. Like, it's no rational thinking. I got to be mad. I got to let it out. I got to say it to somebody. Like, I'm just mad. Like, I'm going to be mad. It might take me two minutes. It may take me two days. It may take me two months. Because, like, Rod P, I hold grudges, too. Like, I remember when people do stuff to me. And if I want to get them back, I'm going to get them back probably right then. <laughs> but <laughs> if, like, they're not that important or, you know, I just don't talk to them no more. Like, and I think that's going to hurt you more than it hurt me. You remember, you know, what you did. So. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I, you don't have my friendship. You suffer. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this number to you anymore. Yeah. But um, so, so like I said, like if I'm mad or someone did something to me, I'm like I'm mad in that moment. Like I'm just on fire until usually I if some if I usually get that mad not nowadays I'll call. Ride <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that should hurt, make you that, work. Look, look, that just hurts you to say that, though. I, no, I, no, listen, though. I'm usually pretty rational. rational. He, he rational, because I When, be, it, when like, it comes to other people's shit. Oh, other people. Like, when it comes yeah. Because I just be mad. I'll be mad, and he'll, like, rationalize it and put me in perspective. And, yeah, because like, once you hear the rational perspective, if you're still mad, then do what you do. So if I'm still like have feelings about it, then that's when I sit in it because I, I'm like, if you're uncomfortable about something or something is causing you still to have those emotions, you have to sit in that and decide like, you know, it's maybe a deeper issue and see where those feelings are coming from. Like, are you repressing things or is it some, some, uh, something underlying that's not, you're not, you're not acknowledging? Um, so... Yeah, I usually, but you usually you have to reconcile things for yourself. You can't expect other people to acknowledge that they hurt you and all that kind of stuff. You have to make peace, you know, within within yourself. And sometimes that's hard, like, because if you really care about somebody or mm-hmm. someone you were really close to did something to hurt you, it is not easy just to get over it, but you just have to be able to reconcile it and realize that things happen for a reason, I guess. I use all that shit to be better. Right. I want you to feel bad that you <laughs> lost me. <laughs> Bitch, I'm bossed up without you. And then I feel like I said, I use all that. I, I'm weird though. I use that negative as fuel just to be better. Right. Like a lot of times it you know, a lot of times you know in your head that that person, whatever they did, at the end of the day, really don't care. <laughs> but in my head, the better I am, I feel like it hurts them. Whether I communicate with that's them or not. True. And so that's the fuel I use. Like, yeah, nigga. I'm doing good. I look good. Blah, 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 blah. Especially when you can look back and you be like, oh, they fat now. Especially relationship type yeah. shit. You be like, yeah, you wish you, 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 you just not happy at all, are you? <laughs> this shit. Yes. Bah, bah, bah. Okay. Anybody else got any questions? I have. A couple more, but Come on, any, let's other, rock. any other questions? Got Anybody want to go? Got questions. Got questions. Got questions. Oh, I, we had the one question about, um, do you think there's a difference? I think you need to get closer to your mic, J.D. Do you My think mic. there's a difference between No, I can't hear you. just ain't working. I can hear me, though. Maybe we're not supposed to hear him. <laughs> I'm about to turn you up, son. Okay. I, nope, it still ain't working. It's the mic. The I don't mic think it's the headphones. See, so you control the mic. There right? you go. Nah, I can hear him. Can y'all I can hear him now. now. I hear him now. It must, it must be a, be a shortage. Okay. It must be a short okay, in the mic. This, uh, this so let me. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell Kari. Is that the mic? Right Kalahari. Oh no, this is the output. Those are the no. That's the headphones. He got the mic over there. Yeah. All right, come on. I, I think it's just a, yeah, I think it's a shortage of my headphones. Our engineer ain't telling us shit. Right. <laughs> we just out here. 
<laughs> we about to have an- another bad audio recording, wasting our time. That's a nice jacket he got, though. And he turned you straight down. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, I won't talk. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my clients asked me, he said, oh, yeah. do you think there's a difference between kids that was raised in the cities and kids that was raised in the suburbs? Like, far as toughness. I think it's a a, a different kind of toughness. Like, so suburban kids are, they're just, like, mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think more urban kids, like, they, they might fight and get it out the way or whatever, but suburban kids, like, they, they say things like, racist like they're just like they're horrible yeah they're horrible and that's the stuff that kind of scars the most where if you just you know knuckle up shit. Yeah. get it over with but yeah they get in your mind <laughs> i think the difference is that I, i'm glad my kids see both sides because they go to school in utica and then we live in the city so i fuck that <laughs> it's out there now <laughs> right but however it go, I, that's why I'm glad my kids can see both sides. You know, because I think some kids that actually just grow up in the suburbs and haven't been forced into the culture of the city, mm-hmm. when they get down here, they scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, this this shit don't happen at home. And I'm like, well, shit. To me, living out there is fantasy world. Living in the city is real life. You know what I'm saying? And it, that's the difference to me. It's like. You have to learn how to live when you live inside the city. When you live way out on fucking 40 mile and some shit, <laughs> you ain't got nothing to worry about but a cow crossing the street. You know cow what I'm saying? Crossing the street. <laughs> Maybe drunk Uncle Bob next door or some shit. But I think I think city kids are somewhat tougher as far as like mentally than kids that grew up strictly in the suburbs. I think it's two parts. I think it's the school and I think it's the house. And the reason I say that is because I think whatever school, like, I believe my kids are really green from the school they go to. And I think also the house, because we've kept them away from a lot of the realities of being in the city. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Like, if they had went, like, if they went to a different school, I believe that they probably would see more. Or if they lived in a different household, they would see more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a, I'm amazed that what they know or don't know just based upon the difference between how I was raised in my home, the difference between and, and to, to compare to how they're raised in their home, like how, how we like bus riding a bus. My kids have no clue about riding a bus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where I knew how to take the bus everywhere. You see what I'm saying? Like my kids have no clue about being outside on the street, playing with all the other kids up and down the street, interacting with, or knowing to, Go past the crazy nigga on the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, they don't experience that. You know, so I don't know if it's necessarily having anything to do with the suburbs to, to the city. I think it's more so like if they went to Central compared to, you know, where they go, then I think they would experience more of the, the inner city as opposed to what they currently experience. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that they can be in the suburbs and still, if their home is filled with a bunch of, nigga shit, <laughs> then, then even in the suburbs, your home can still be filled with a bunch of nigga shit. Right. You know, so I, I just think it's the school and the home that dictates what the, you know, because kids don't really go outside like that no more. No, I Let's keep it above. Well, yeah, but I mean, mostly, like, my kids don't go outside. Like, no. I literally have to make them go out. Yeah. And, even, and even on my block, I don't really see kids outside. Right? I seen two kids outside today, and I was like, are y'all lost? I was concerned <laughs> that maybe they were homeless. Where'd y'all come from? <laughs> right. I was concerned that maybe they was homeless. Like, what are you guys doing outside? <laughs> so. Um, I think I kind of. This is nice. This group, this new group text. Oh. So I kind of, um, <laughs> kind of disagree with what um, JD said. I think being well, as a, having a black kid that goes to a um, predominantly school in the suburb, I think that's more real life because the world, we, we, black people is the minority. So they need to be able to negotiate those white spaces and know how to um, still identify with who they are in those white spaces. And sometimes those kids in the suburbs don't know how to, those black kids in the suburbs don't know how to reconcile who they are while, because they've been just, 
entrenched in that suburban and the white life. And I've seen it. And my kid, he's he's not an exception at all because some some of his stuff, he's he's a little naive. And I guess I kind of agree with where I said it. You have to it has to be home life and school life. So since I knew that my kid was going to a predominant school, I used to have to be extra like just be over um, talking about oppression and white privilege and all that stuff. So he would get it and not be so naive to, you know, these things that these white people were doing. Like he would just think it was nothing. Mm -hmm. And I have to be like, Oh, that's something, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So I think it's, it's all about how the kid is raised and if they have that balance, like I said in a previous podcast, luckily when we came home from England, because my kid was a British kid, I he was able to go to Highland Park schools. And for the first, when we moved to the suburbs, he was nine. So the first, well, all his life, I was still taking him to the city. So he was still going to the city to wrestle. And then when he started track, I was taking him to the city to track. And that was, I mean, it was a lot because we live really far from the city. But I, it was important for me, for him to have that balance, to know how to interact with people who look like him and know how to navigate the, um, the white world, the, the real world, right? Where white people are the predominant people and black people are minorities. So. Well, that's kind of to the point that I was saying. It's kind of similar because like I was saying, you can take a city kid and take them anywhere and they can survive, in my opinion. You can't bring somebody that grew up from on 23 Mile and Van Dyke to the city and just drop them off. Well, I mean, that's if you arm them. You know what I'm saying? If you are a city kid, you got to arm. Because, like, even with Devin, we have to have conversations about the reality, dealing with the police. You know, I sent him to the store one time, and he had his hood on. I'm like, yo, take your hood off, you know, go to the store. And even when he was going to the store, I was worried because I'm like, yo, we're going to the store. It's taking too long to get back. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is, like, what you're saying when we were growing up, the privilege of being black was the fact that you know how to put the white speak on mm-hmm. and you know how to talk with the niggas. So when you was on the block, it was like, hey, what up, nigga, blah, blah, blah. But when you got out there with the white people, it's like, yes, and you start speaking without the ebonics. These kids don't necessarily know that. They, because because us growing up like that, we protected them from it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. My I don't, kid does because well, I look well, at yeah, him. You, when you he get, make them. When he get around them white people, start talking funny. I be like, <laughs> yeah. You, but, but that's because you like. I wanted. I had to come back and be like, yo, I need to tell this nigga like, yo, you black bro, you mm-hmm. gotta know what you getting yourself into. But in all reality, I'm like, I'm trying to protect you from all the shit I had to experience. I don't want, nigga, I don't want you to ever have to deal with mm-hmm. being pulled over because you black and blah, blah, blah. But the reality of it is, is, nigga, you're black. So let me tell you what to expect. Right. You know, and I'm asking you questions and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that happened. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I kind of want my kids to experience that so they can know how to deal with it when it happened. Because if they ain't never, well, no, never right. happened to them, then they going to deal with the shit wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So... To, I guess to answer your question, I'm just a city guy. Maybe that, I moved from Shelby back to the city. I well, no, I'm a, I'm a city too. I just don't want to do this. I, I hate it. I the worst thing in the world was the, I'm a city person too because I don't even talk to my neighbors. I still say my community is Highland Park. Like, like I say, the worst well, thing for me was city and I we, ain't talking to them niggas. <laughs> we all go to play basketball. We in this red ass two door fucking oh, yeah, Grand Dam. We out in Roseville. This nigga pulls us over. No, we was in Shelby. We was across right from where I was at. We was coming from Joe Motherfucker Bars. pulls us over. First thing he tell us, oh, it was a robbery in the neighborhood. And we like, okay. We just, came, we, right, we just came from moving. Nigga, we in a Tudor red car. <laughs> <laughs> we robbing. Right. <laughs> Bright red right. car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So all, all of that just to get a ticket because I had an air freshener because that's the only thing you could ticket me for. Right. Because I had license. I had insurance. I'm driving the actual speed limit. Mm-hmm. I get an obstruction of you ticket. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in my head. I'm thinking like, nigga, I know what this is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't ever want my child to experience this type of shit. So you're never going out here. Well, <laughs> I had that same experience in Royal Oak. It was four. No, it was three females in the, um, in the car. We were coming from work. We, I think we got off like late, like 11, 30, 12 o'clock or whatever, midnight. Um, so we decided we we're going to go to IHOP on Woodward and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, cop pulled us over and um, said we we fit the description of two exactly. black males who had just robbed a liquor store. <laughs> oh, 
What? <laughs> what? It's three females, and all oh. of us had long hair. Y'all a little manly, huh? The fuck? Had We know. What the fuck was he? <laughs> it was just. I guess that's their routine spill. You know, <laughs> was, we just got a call for two two black males. Yeah, he, he go three black women. First of all, nigga, what liquor store is in Royal Oak <laughs> that's still open this late? You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> this is not you know the hood. right. This is not Detroit, nigga. right? Right. And so you got a description and everything, huh? And so we ended up actually because I don't know how to stay fucking quiet. Um, I went off, like, yeah. and you know, then we, I wish I could have seen that. I know. I, I went off, and uh, one of the, my homegirls did have a warrant, so she ended up oh, going down. Man. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> and the she all like, three I never of us, in that car with this I know, right. and all three of us got charged with disorderly conduct. Why you though? fucking with us, right. <laughs> nigga? We got proof. We just left work and was going to the damn IHOP, like and. Well, I'm with you because I fought the ticket. Yeah, and I, and I went to court. Yeah, and the judge, I told the judge what the motherfucker said, and the judge, the expression on the judge's face was like, oh, God, like right. one of them situations. That's exactly what happened. Wow. We, we the charges were dropped. Well, we had to go to court and all that stuff, but the charges was eventually dropped, and mm. they was just like looking at us like and looking at the cop like, come on now, y'all could have did better than this, the- but. The fact that we had to go through that, that that could have been traumatic for us. And that's what you get angered by. Absolutely. You're angry because it's like you're taking time to feel, give me this bullshit. It's mm-hmm. not the pulling you over. If I actually do some shit and you pull me yeah, over. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You pull me over off some bullshit. And, and I know it's some bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, really? Mm-hmm. I'm driving next to white people slow. Because I know where we are. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like this. And I'm usually linked back. And, you know, in the ground. Right. We just <laughs> linked to that bitch. I'm like. <laughs> little white nigga. I yeah, that nigga I felt the that. same way. I'm like, what do you? And they asked us to get out the car and everything. I'm like, so at that point when you realized it was three black females, you should have went on your way. Exactly. And this was the conversation I was having with the officer. Oh, we need deep. Why are you still talking to me then? After you figured out it's not two black males, he was in. Why the are Trump. you still they, talking to us? They was in the trunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, um, next question, and we can just answer this really, really quick because I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. So, in relationships or just life, what do you wish you wouldn't you would have known then that you know now? Oh yeah, that's a, almost the yeah. exact same. Oh, question. in life, just I fuck relationships. And in life, I'd invested and bought real estate a fucking long time ago. Fuck relationships. Fuck that. That shit don't matter how old you is. Right. <laughs> Same bullshit. Not yeah, relationships. Relationship. Yeah. That's. Just, I don't think that as far as life. I'd have bought the block. I still yeah. ain't learning with relationships. No, yeah, me either. I'm still working on that part. But um, far no, as life like in them. general, it's like I don't. I don't know. It's, I I think you just grow and you just learn stuff as you go. You know, I, there's nothing I can just put my finger on and say, "Well, this changed me and made me better." It's just going through situations and just learning from the situations. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with um, Rod P. I definitely would have dove in a little bit harder on stocks. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Just investing in um, in general. And yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I just I think I think my childhood. I mean, I had some, a lot of traumatic stuff that happened to me in my childhood. But I think um, it was overall pretty decent. I just wish that my family. Talk to me more about uh, financial literacy, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have to like figure it out as I <laughs> went along. So, yep, that's about it. Cool. Okay, the last question I have. <laughs> is <laughs> do you have life insurance, and what what is your take on GoFundMe donations for funerals? Don't send no fucking GoFundMe's <laughs> no. for no fucking funerals. Right. The end. I have life insurance. I have life insurance. I have, I a bunch have of life, life insurance. insurance. I have a lot of life insurance. I, I, I feel like GoFundMe, if you're just like, if you can't afford the life insurance, and you know, there are a lot of households that really can't afford it. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. Some of you motherfuckers <laughs> be flashing fucking. Money, Hennessy and weed. Hennessy and weed. <laughs> and then something happened and all of a sudden, nah, there's no money or no one knows where the money is to pay for the funeral. I have a problem with that because I just actually did another life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. My shit is $25 a month mm-hmm. for $100,000. Now somebody going to... 
Oh, you say that. Well, then take me out, please. I'm tired of paying bills anyway. I thought you liked paying bills. Yeah, that's because I have to. <laughs> you have to like paying <laughs> I want to go so I can haunt you niggas. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't haunt me. I'm locking my door. <laughs> Ghosts can't get so, in. So I have life insurance too, but... Um, How and, much? And somebody actually insured you? I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healthy. <laughs> I have good blood pressure mm, and mm, all that mm. other stuff. Good vital signs. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, even though I wish I would have known more about financial literacy, I knew about insurance as a little kid because we used to have insurance men come to our house mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was like family. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yes. So, Wait, was he coming to your house to sell insurance? No, or... he came and got the the insurance money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, we had an insurance. The only thing he was getting, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I think I think if people don't have that experience or no one has taught them about insurance, they just be living oblivious to it until, or they think they got time to get it, mm-hmm. and then something just happened and that person dies, and you like, oh shoot, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't, I just believe niggas do what they want to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe niggas know the urgency of it. I just believe in this day and age we live in, motherfuckers do what the fuck they. They always do. think they got harm. Like they, like they, they what they want to do. Saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm tired of us living in a, this day and age where we just giving motherfuckers the benefit of the doubt of not knowing. I believe niggas know niggas don't care. Duh. I've seen motherfuckers blatantly do shit and know it's wrong. So <laughs> and so, don't care. So in in my rational mind, living my best life. In my rational mind, I know is about access and things of that sort, like access and knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And as black people, those things have been kept from us, and people don't know how to access it. However, if you ask me on a day-to-day, one-on-one basis, I probably would agree, like, yeah. bro, uh, you right. ain't going to end in that right now, and there's 15 AIG life insurance fucking ads on Instagram, Facebook. Now it's going to be all on my Facebook feed. Right, because we're talking, talking about, about it, and right. it's going to pop up. I don't want to hear that bullshit. They all right, y'all. just like, I don't care. Fuck that's, it. That's the end it's of our podcast. It's your responsibility to pay for my debt. got anything <laughs> else to say? I guess this we was kind of serious today. No, we were. Niggas is bullshit. <laughs> I, don't think I didn't like this. You didn't like this one? No. <laughs> I didn't laugh enough. Let's erase all this shit and do it <laughs> Start again. Over. No, no, it was cool. I'm talking shit. Bow, bow, bow. All right, <laughs> y'all. See y'all next time. I mean, well, we won't see y'all. <laughs> y'all, uh, the engineer gonna get us together, put he, us on YouTube. Hear us next time, but it won't be video. It's just gonna be audio. Oh no, nah, we need some video. But they, we doing video. We'll be doing video soon. I think once a month. We, we're doing video. Let me know so I can go to the barbershop. I know. I got to know ahead in time, too. Yeah, because I'm looking really like no, Papa I'm Smurf I'm coming up here. in here yeah. like I come up in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. See y'all buddy, next week. Respect. Bye. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit.